Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Climax, the sex podcast with Angelica Malin and Rebecca Reed. I'm Rebecca Reed, And I'm Angelica Malin. That and that's, what, that's why it's the podcast with Angelica Malin and Rebecca Reed. Because <laughs> that's who we are. Um, so this week we are talking about safe sex. So that is protecting yourself contraceptive wise and also protecting your heart. So we're talking about casual sex, friends with benefits situations and basically how you can have a really happy and healthy sex life. We are joined today by Felicity Morse who is a life coach and soon to be author and Samantha Baines comedian and we are going to be chatting with them all about safe sex. This part of the show, we talk about sex toys, kindly sponsored by Lilo. We try out different products every week. Bexie, what have you been trying this week? So this week, I tried the Mia 2. It's a vibrator. It's basically a bullet, but it's such a smart little bullet. And I think that the best way to explain it is it's the exact vibrator that you, like Samantha Jones, would put in her handbag mm-hmm. to go on like a sex date. I'm obviously not the kind of person who wanders around with like a really chic little clutch um, with a vibrator in it. But if I were, it would be this one. So it's sort of about maybe three and a half inches long. Um, it's pink, but it comes in other colours. And what's so great about it is that you can pull one end off, like like the lid of a pen, and plug it into a USB. So you charge it directly through your computer if you want to. Wow, that's cool. Um, my computer doesn't have a USB slot, so what you can do is uh, you just take the plug welcome, from welcome a, to twenty eighteen. And um, what you do is you just take the plug from an from an Apple charger, take the wire out, and stick it in, and then you can literally just charge it pretty much straight from the wall. It charges incredibly quickly holds the charge really well in terms of the vibration it's quite like a sharp vibration i tend to favor more of a rolling like a softer rolling vibration Mm. that's deeper this is more of a sharp intense one different people like different things this isn't my sort of um my usual choice but actually i found it worked really well even so it's a perfect thing to use sort of during penetrative sex you can slip it between you it's very small very discreet Mm. um it's the perfect way i think to sort of introduce sex toys to your relationship so you'll see somebody for a little while you go over to their house you maybe want to involve a toy it's no big deal taking it out it's not going to scare anybody it's not huge you can just bring it in involve it in your set in your sort of foreplay and there yeah. you go it's perfect it's basically. not like bringing out like a massive dildo or something like that it's quite discreet yeah, which is not necessarily the place to start for bringing sex toys into the bedroom mm. um so and i think people will be hard pushed to have an issue with it it's um 54.90 that's without our discount which is um the code lilo for you so it's not cheap but i would say that i've probably I've bought like 
multiple bullets in my life and actually it's better to get an expensive one that lasts otherwise you're not spending 10 quid every six months and it all adds up yeah um, and Lilo products generally last really really well mm. well I've tried something quite different so I tried the inner wave which is 149.99 um, from Lilo.com it is basically a dual action rabbit so there's a bit that goes inside you and there's a bit that goes on your clit and the kind of USP of the product is that it has a wave motion mm-hmm. so, so it's like a beckoning towards yeah yeah someone. so like a come hither mm-hmm. come hither just you know what they tell boys like this is how you find the g-spot use your come hither motion so this is what the toy does and the idea is it's meant to kind of recreate like a lover's fingers is what they describe mm-hmm. it as but that's what it's meant to feel like and it's really effective in in that respect it does very much feel it felt for me like the closest to something sensual that would be with a partner does it vibrate as well or is it is it a back and forward motion um so the clip bit vibrates mm-hmm. and then there's the back and forward motion you have to what i would say about it is i don't think it's for everyone because the just the way in which the the clip bit is like set so mm-hmm. you can't move it so the lack of flexibility means like it's not going to work for everyone's bodies and it also needs a bit of like playing around to get it on the right bits of your body to Mm -hmm. feel really good so if you're looking for something where you just like put it in and go it's it's you do have to work with it a bit Mm. more but I think it can be quite rewarding because it feels really good when you get it right if you're somebody who like really likes the rabbit model do you think that's probably like an interesting thing to try if the rabbit's like your favorite kind of vibrator definitely I think yeah I think it's more effective for like g-spot um, pleasure than most normal rabbits are because it has that waving technology and like you said with Lilo they're really like dependable products they charge really quickly and then just they feel really luxurious so those 150 pounds like I felt like it was a really like high-end sex toy and the kind of thing that would be a nice gift yeah I think the thing with Lilo is that it's a kind of um, and I've always felt this way it's like investing in your sex life and there's nothing wrong with wanting to buy cheaper more mm. disposable products but when you get to the stage where you stop shopping at Primark and you start shopping at Whistles mm. you kind of do the same thing with your sex life you stop buying the cheapy cheapy yeah. bullet vibrators and you start going for something a bit more high end yeah and I think something like this is like a great a great purchase if you're looking to invest a bit more I was interested in what other people thought of it because I did feel like you had to work a little bit with it to get it feeling right with your body so I went on Amazon to see what other kind of reviews and I felt like that was very much represented in what other people were saying there were some mm-hmm. hilarious reviews I just got to read a couple of them out there was one in particular where the um, the subject of the Amazon review is more impressive than the elder one um, <laughs> and he basically quite possibly the most impressive technology in the vibrator industry this guy writes supple ergonomically pleasing and gently contoured basically just not a waste of money is what he's saying and someone else uh, wrote in the subject line she obviously didn't need me anymore so I'm assuming the thing worked a bit too good and in it he writes the girl I bought it for dumped me she obviously didn't need me anymore so I'm assuming the thing worked very well so uh, this is the kind of um, toy that actually makes people break up it's so good I now have so many questions about the elder one (laughs) (laughs) makes me see the elder one in a totally different light Um, yeah so if you're interested in any of those toys they are available on uh, lilo.com and you can use the code lilo for you for 20% off 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And now, a word from our sponsor. The Climax is brought to you in association with intimate brand Lilo. Swedish-born Lilo is one of the world's leading brands for designer-led intimate products. From high-quality pleasure objects to bedroom accessories, candles and condoms, they've got something for everyone. Lilo is a little like us, driven by an insatiable curiosity, a desire to explore and refine the boundaries between sex and the 21st century. Lilo is all about the quality. A heritage brand based on craft, unexpected innovation and being entirely different from everything and anyone else. For more information to explore your own sexual desire visit www.lilo.com and we're offering an exclusive discount for the climax listeners use the code lilo for you to receive 20 percent off products thank you to our sponsors lilo so we're going to be talking about safe sex in terms of your body and your health but also about your heart and your emotions and we've got two wonderful women joining us who are now going to introduce themselves i'm felicity morse i've just written a book called give a fuck i write about sex and relationships and um, i'm also a life coach I'm Samantha Baines. I'm a multi-hyphenate in that I am a comedian, actress, poet, author and broadcaster. I don't give anyone advice about sex, but I definitely want to. And I do stand up about vaginas mainly. Um, that is so many hyphens. That's, I'm quite jealous. I think that you might have out-hyphened everyone. I think ever. that's more hyphens than we've ever had. Yeah. Really? And also you should say, where is your book available if anybody wants to buy it? My book is available at Waterstones and on Amazon. There you go. So if you would like to buy it, that's, that's where you get it. So, so I also, we... I mean, if we're talking about book, I also oh, have yes. a poetry book, which is oh, available yes, where, where on Waterstones and Amazon called Poet entry stupid rhymes we like to encourage people to sell things on the podcast <laughs> yes, please great um, please promote yourself heavily. Well, no, because honestly whenever we do talk sometimes women are very like i wrote a book and it wasn't very good but i suppose you could buy it if you wanted to but you please don't feel you have to and i feel like it's important to be like no i wrote it and it was great and you should buy it exactly Own it, owning it exactly yeah, yes. i like that i'm sure felicity's book is better than mine because mine really is quite silly but you should definitely buy it <laughs> we're definitely not playing that game no, but i think we're people are not playing that i'm i'm much worse than the game <laughs> People should buy it. People should buy my book. I'm just promising that it's definitely not worthy in any way and it's very silly. <laughs> yeah. I also have a book out, by the way, guys. You should buy that too. Um, so let's talk about the emotional side of safe sex. So putting aside for a second contraception, um, has anybody here ever attempted like a friends with benefit or casual sex arrangement? Oh my god, this is my arena because I have only just been in a relationship as like a committed monogamous relationship for like six years so before that I was just basically experimenting with different types of arrangements you could have so like that. auditing all the options to see what you liked right mm-hmm. totally. sex accountant. yeah I like it like um, I called them containers right so you'd be in a container with one person and you'd say okay well this is how I like it this is what I want I you know so for one person I said well I don't want you to get with any of my friends or I want you to check in with me if you're going to make out with somebody you think that I know um for somebody else it was like okay we don't go on dates you come over we have sex and I want to be able to specify a time by which you leave 
This oh, sounds wow. great. Yeah. I mean, it sounds very empowered, I must say. Like, so, like laying down exactly what you want. But then I've always been told by sort of proper experts, as opposed to me, who sort of sort of pretends to be an expert, that communication is the way that you make things like that work. And if you're clear about your boundaries and your barriers, you can do these things. But if you're not clear about your boundaries, your barriers, that's where it starts to become a problem. I think so. I think um, also it's so important to get the after to work out what you want after sex mm-hmm. before sex like that's the bit that historically I've had some issues with mm. where I've just kind of left it open do yeah. you ever like directly after sex want to be left alone not just you anyone well but you know they say yes. it, they say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm, like, leave I'm quite into and I'm married and I sometimes I'm like yeah you go have that shower bed for me and I think that's quite a nice yeah. I, I think there's a thing in tantra where they say you should go move seven miles away from your partner <laughs> I've never heard that that's yeah. amazing yeah just to like separate because you come together so close that you need to like then put some physical space that's, between you oh, guys there's an app there like an uber for post sex he'll <laughs> drive them seven miles away <laughs> still naked covered in cup <laughs> absolutely you've got to be naked <laughs> yeah, it's not seven miles things works when you're married well, I don't, I don't, well, maybe that's why we need a country house maybe you need to send, send them on a seven mile run every, every Sunday I don't know you just have to be rich and have a really big house yeah. I'm seven miles of house yeah I'm married and how long I have you been married two years okay, we've so been you- together eight years but I think you get to the stage where you're like that was a lovely sex <laughs> now we'll get on with our day so like yeah also, we'll have our showers and then like go on our phones or watch well, a film I also like to say that like I basically want it to stop when I feel like I've had enough which mm-hmm. sounds really basic and of course but I think like there's this idea that like it finishes when he comes yes and you know actually having had sex with lots of tantra people as well who apparently especially the men don't like to climax they just I don't remember the first time I was like, oh, when will this finish? <laughs> and when is the end point? Somebody started a rumour sometime, and I probably the 1800s, that women like to have sex for as long as humanly oh, possible. God. And it's not true. No. You get friction burn in your vag. Yes. <laughs> and it's a bit boring eventually. Like, I would say, like, 10, 15 minutes of penetration is lovely. That's my perfect amount. I don't want to go on for three hours because I'm tired. I don't think... So my personal preference is no penetration until I absolutely, definitely am begging for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, I have to be like the uh, penetration, I think, of like, have you ever tried to get a cat out from under the car? I've tried to put a cat in a carrier, which I think is a similar experience. <laughs> well, so I sometimes like explain this to men. I say like, look... Like, I don't get to experience, like, having... Or I actually think lots of women don't get to experience, like, having desire. Like, actually, you know, like, having their desire and, like, having it out. Because mm. as soon as, like, a woman flashes, like, even, like, a tiny amount, like, the man, like, comes, like, so close into her mm. that, like, she never gets to actually experience it. And it's like, okay, you... Instead of trying to, like, come and get me, I'm the cat under the car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trying pussy to, reference. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. yeah, yeah, pussy reference. I didn't I even just, make I just, a joke there. I just, I just, I just, I just, like, like, I just, just like saying pussy reference. To be aware that a joke could have been yeah. made. <laughs> exactly. I saw the opportunity <laughs> and I avoided it. Let the record show. <laughs> this was a script in the <laughs> pussy That's reference. That's where there'd be a joke. So, just, so you're the pussy under the car. Yeah, just stand there with your tin of tuna looking attractive. <laughs> 
don't come in and try and pull me out. Do you know what? I actually, I, yeah, I actually really get what you're saying. I think some, I think very often with sex, you start from the penisy bit and then you kind of try and catch up to the level of arousal that they are with their erection. Right. And that's actually not the most fun way to do it. You yeah, kind of want to build up to that. Don't you sometimes just want a quickie with like no foreplay, yes. just in and out? But done. also sometimes, and I'm not proud of this, I view it as a sort of achievement for the week. Like, well, I haven't done any of my invoicing, but we did have sex three times, so our marriage is not dead, and I am doing well. <laughs> and that's not well. Three times in a week is great. I've, How I have, have this very married? year and a half. But I have a very, I have Welcome a very to toxic, like, <laughs> <laughs> terrible tooth. No, I have this very toxic thing that I try to get away from, where I believe that the frequency with which we have sex is a sort of achievement. Yeah. And actually, I know it'd be much better to have sex once a week, but really like get into it and enjoy it and take our time than to be doing it being like oh it's been a few days I'm like failing. the numbers being the measurement basically yeah it's good to vary it though you don't oh, yeah. want to have a deep and meaningful every time definitely not I know that like the more I have sex the more I want it or rather the more I orgasm the more I want it mm-hmm. whereas like the less I do you know it's like I'm, a sort of intimacy I'm, I'm similar I like I'm a sex camel like I store it in my phone <laughs> I don't have it for a while and I'm just like I don't, just I don't need it anymore like, no. But then suddenly I find myself getting very irritable and everything seems to be like quite tight Mm. and annoying in my life. And I think at that point, actually, I need a climax or I need to orgasm or I need some touch. I have sex dreams. So I know I haven't had enough orgasms if I start like dreaming about (laughs) really intense sexual situations. Yeah, because I can, and I think it's my greatest skill. Yeah, I, I have amazing. I have two. I have two degrees, and they are nothing to my ability to orgasm while sleeping because it's so productive. Like I've woken up, I've already had a wank. You feel while sleeping. Yes. and you Actually, feel so like, refreshed. Yeah, I can come. fully orgasm in my sleep. Can we can, we? can we? Can we brag here? Yeah. Okay, I can squirt without being touched. That's actually very impressive. That's really impressive. Huh? Like just, also just a bit intimidating. It's very impressive. I um yeah, I knew somebody who could come from having their nipples touched, and I was just so I thought it was amazing. Wow, like, we're so like, quick and easy. I know. I'm really impressed wow. that you can come in your sleep because that's like coming without touch. Yeah, well, touch I, I, I presume I'm like squeezing my thighs together or something. I don't know, but yeah. But do you be. ever do you ever feel guilty when you wake up? Sometimes if it's been a really good dream, <laughs> I sometimes feel guilty because I've had sex with some amazing man. So in my my, I know, I know that one where you have like the most luscious dream and it wasn't with your partner, and then you turn over and your husband's just there I, like snoring. In I your actually face. have this incredibly frustrating thing where a lot of the time I'll be having a dream and I'll be about to fuck somebody in my dream and then I'll be like no I can't cheat on Marcus because I don't know it's a dream and then I don't do it and I've had it with several celebrities who I fancy very very much who I probably will never get to have real sex with because my stupid subconscious overrides it it's That's like a amazing. sexual frustration dream rather it's than stupid. a sex dream it's not amazing it's stupid I, I never do that I'm I always know, like yeah I, bring it on I have a very lax moral compass this is not like me at all so there was a really interesting thing with what you're saying well it was in, I was interested by it but it was about myself so <laughs> but, um, so I did this open relationship or like relationship research for kind of like a month where we were we were friends already and we it was open we set up like how we wanted to go about having like our main counts or whatever and at first like I was you know I thought I would get jealous of him doing it mm-hmm 
But then when I went to have a makeout, I like almost couldn't do it. Like, I, I really? Vomited. Like I was like trying to bring him being like, it's going to be okay, isn't it? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I can do this. But yeah. So do you, do you think that's because you've been conditioned to think that it's wrong? Or do you think there's something like inherently inside you that doesn't want to like cheat air quotes on people? I think it's the conditioning of like doing it consciously mm-hmm. and it's really, and like him knowing and like having to face that. How was yeah. he with it? Like when he, he was all right with it, you know, like he'd done this sort of thing before, so he was okay with it. Like he was a bit jealous, but not like totally, you know, in red or like going out of control. I think open relationships are a really, really tricky area. So I had a polyamorous relationship for four and a half years, and I think the main thing I learned from that is that I'm a very naturally monogamous person. I'm not good at being in an open relationship because I am a very single focus sort of person. And as and what happened was, if I started seeing somebody else, my whole focus would be on them, and I wouldn't be able to maintain my sort of longer overarching relationship. Right, um, like ambient attention or whatever. It's very hard, and also the problem that I think the conclusion I came to having because I was in this very polyamorous sort of friendship group of lots of people all dating lots of people, and the thing is, they just kept breaking up breaking up and breaking up and the conclusion we came to is that you're never going to be able to compete with like the adrenaline rush of somebody being new like you your your husband having washed the floor is never going to be as sexy as this guy you've never slept with before biting your neck like those two things are never going to be able to compete mm-hmm. so if you allow yourself to fall for people over and over again i think it broadly speaking does probably take the shine off your longer relationship but some people make it work yeah i couldn't do it i think i get really obsessed with things like for a really long time i was so obsessed with hummus i literally <laughs> had it with i know that's silly but like i was properly obsessed with hummus and like when i'm in a relationship like when i first met my husband like we moved in together after like four weeks and really? like yeah i'm a really intense person so i couldn't split that because I don't have enough attention to split that onto two people. But I, I had an open relationship before I was married. And the only thing that worked, a kind of, you know, friend with benefits, the only thing that worked for me was that I kind of didn't like him that much. Yeah. So I was literally just using him for sex mm. and he was exactly the same. So your heart's kind so, of really protected by not really caring. Yeah. Like I didn't, like he was a nice guy, but I we wouldn't have like chats or conversation. Yeah. <laughs> literally be like... That's that's what makes it Done, less complicated leave. if you've got genuine feelings on and then they're going off and sleeping with someone else. Yeah. It all gets quite messy. I think the problem is, so I, so my pre, my previous boyfriend who I had that very long polyamorous relationship with, he had this thing like, he was like, I'm never going to date anybody else, but I will, you know, have casual sex with other people. And I was like, yeah, that's all well and good. But then eventually he was sleeping with this girl casually and she came over for dinner and, and for sex. But then they were both quite tired. So they watched something like, um, secret millionaire together and I was like see that for me is what's transcended the boundary you are no longer just having casual sex you had a curry and watched secret millionaire yeah. that's my territory oh. I own that mm. and I think it's like intimate moments and you can put as many rules and boundaries in the places as you want but those things are sort of likely to creep in and then you have to learn to deal with that if you want to so she came to your house oh no this is my previous boyfriend it was his house I do think those things are a bit like a full time job yes like it's full time personal development work do you know really? what I actually really notice is that the polyamorous relationships that I know generally work between people who do not have jobs Mm. Um, and that is because it is a full time job and if you can waste time fucking around with the Google diary being like right so we have to go to here on Thursday but then we need to go here on Friday but then when are we going to spit roast then that's going to be a problem but, <laughs> right and when are we going to have the chat yeah exactly exactly so I think if you have space and time then fine but if you don't then maybe not is there anyone that either of you would unsleep with if you can't Anyone that you just really just full on regret? Weeps. 
I know yeah. that there are lots of yeah. times I have said yes to sex and I meant no. And there are lots of times that I said no to sex and I wanted to say yes. Why do you think the, the, the former saying yes when you, when you don't really want to, I totally understand. But the saying no when you quite like to, what's the, is that because you felt you couldn't or? It's like, it's kind of like game playing, right? So, you're like, oh, yeah, so game playing is one, like wanting to be in a relationship and thinking I should wait. Mm, and yeah. it's like, that's how, that's how good girls behave. Yeah. I hate that because why would doing something really fun with someone make you less likely to want to do that fun thing oh, again? Oh, and it's so annoying. And there was this one man who I thought I was going to be in a relationship with. So I didn't have sex with him on the first date. And then he was like, actually, I don't think it's right. And it was like, oh, no, we could have just had sex. sex. <laughs> and then, um, there's other people that I didn't have sex with because even though my body wanted to, because like they didn't fit the relationship template, mm. like, oh, he's too short or he's too young or I mean like 21 or whatever or 26. Yeah, but not like, not that too young. young. Um, or like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to date this man or. Yeah. I think that makes sense. How about you? Is there anybody you'd un- unfuck? Yeah. There's just some people that, you, you know, you were like, at, I, well, I was like at the time, yeah, okay, sort of. <laughs> and then here? it was, yeah, and then it was just rubbish. And I'm like, should have just been like, no. It wasn't like I've never had a terrible experience, but they were definitely like, you know, revisiting that 10 years later, I would have said, actually, no. Should we just go home? Now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shall yeah. we? Yeah, go and get some food and I... just be friends. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's always that temptation temptation of like should I just say yes like I might have a nice time while it's happening and then you get there and you're like no that was the wrong choice yeah but there's the other thing as well when you really want to have sex with someone but like it's a first date so you don't so you and you both know that you want to have sex but instead of saying yes we really I really want to have sex with you you just keep on ordering drinks Mm. so by the time and then it gets to like 1am and you're both drunk and you're like we really want to sleep with each other now. <laughs> so well, numb, so numb in the genitals. <laughs> <laughs> no feeling in the clitoris. And you have at sex, all. and it's just—you used to have a sex, you have a kiss, and it's just messy. And yeah. then you're like, Ugh. and yeah. sometimes well, you hold tired. off for too long, and then you kind of lose that sexual yeah. spark yeah. that yeah. you had at the beginning. But also, I just think it's the best. Like talking about going back to auditing, I think it's the best way. I, I would very much encourage people to sleep with somebody on the one of the early dates. And here is for why: number one, anybody. <laughs> who will not be in a relationship with you because you had sex on the first date is a dick you don't want to date them anyway he's out um, secondly why would you not check that you like doing something with someone before you commit to doing it yeah. makes a lot of sense try it out thirdly sex is fun and if you do something fun with someone like if you went to a really great pizza restaurant and the pizza was great you wouldn't be like I'm never going there again because I've already had pizza from that restaurant you'd be like I love pizza I'm going back to that restaurant Yeah. surely it works like that yes. although yeah. yeah I was going to say although saying that I agree with all of that and I think you can do that definitely but I think you need a high degree of self-awareness and emotional stability within yourself because I went through this whole period where I was very much like boom and bust with people Mm -hmm. so I would go in do all of that then freak out and like withdraw yeah kind of like a really man thing but also (laughs) if we're using the pizza analogy which I love Love there are loads of pizza restaurants that are great Mm -hmm. but some of them 
are more my taste than others. <laughs> some of them use too much basil. Yeah, and sometimes I might go to a pizza place, they use too much basil, and I'm like, that's it. I'm never having pizza there again. <laughs> at least Whereas you know. some... that's the key to knowing. Yeah, but it? do you? Because sometimes the first time you have sex with someone that you end up going out with for years, it's clumsy and it doesn't mm. quite work. But then as you get to know each other, it becomes amazing because you know yeah. each other better. And I think sometimes... You can have amazing sex with someone and it not be a relationship or you can yes. judge the relationship on the sex. And, yeah. and obviously the two come hand in hand, but it's not, you know, you can yeah. grow I to don't think, I don't, work yeah. together. I don't think you should ever not continue seeing somebody because the first time you had sex wasn't great. But I think you can tell a lot. I think how interested somebody was in learning, how much they were trying to make you come how much they listened to you and you said, actually, I'm probably not going to come. How, like, how willing they were to use a condom if you wanted to use one. That stuff I think you can tell a lot from, about somebody from. Mm. I, I, I really am beginning to think that the most attractive quality you can have in a partner is willingness, which is mm. completely not what I would have said even five years ago. Mm. I think you're right because I think willingness encompasses like generosity. But then actually, to be fair, I need somebody who has a lot of willingness with also a really strong backbone. And you need that mix of like, mm. that is these are the yeah. things that I will not give on. And actually one of the arguments me and my husband have most is that I feel that sometimes he gives in to me too easily and I want to be able to have a bit of a butting. Oh my God. So we we should... had a very similar argument recently where he was like, are you going to just be bored in a few years? Because I'm like t- almost too nice. Yeah. And it's like when you're a strong woman, you want to be able to like deal your hand and say what you want, but you also want someone who's a bit strong as well. Yeah. You want to feel, I call it like feeling handled. You just want to feel mm. handled so that like, they can organise some stuff and you can kind of be yourself mm. without it flowing like I'm not explaining this very well, but I'm making lots of No, I know what you mean. <laughs> Which is good for so, a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My husband never gives in. That's so interesting. Mm. So you probably need a, we need we need a little bit of each other's. Yeah, I'm things. like just one time. <laughs> yeah. Say you were wrong first. No, but I think just my personality. Like I need someone who has backbone. Mm. I need someone who listens. I would say more than willingness. Who listens? Because well, he does take. Because yeah. <laughs> he does take stuff in. But I like that he says no. Mm. Yeah, and I think we can. Probably, I think things. ours is ours is like a balancing act. Some and then sometimes we'll have a round about my husband not saying no enough, and then he'll go on a saying no binge for a week, and it's like no, don't do that. <laughs> don't say we can't have curry because because you're trying to make a point. Sorry, it's it's fine that middle ground. Can I tell my personal dumb fuck story? Because I'm really proud go of on. it. Go on, tell your personal. I once I once had sex with a guy because his wife made me a curry. Um, so they were in, they were very sweet and they really wanted to have a threesome and they were sort of in their late 30s, early 40s and they lived in this really nice little house and they invited me over for a threesome and she had worked really hard on this lovely curry which was so spicy I couldn't eat it because I, curry's coming up a lot today. Um, <laughs> threesome curry. I know. Also not the food for a threesome. No. Like, nice it's little, really not yeah, the you, food you for a threesome. Like a light, something light and fresh. Something not, without strong smelling Some, also something where your spices. fingers haven't been in chilies all day yeah. um, but so yeah she made this really nice curry that I couldn't eat because it was too spicy and I was too polite to tell her I couldn't eat it so my mouth was like swollen because I have very very low sw- um, spice tolerance and then afterwards I let her husband have sex with me oh, because I couldn't bring myself to say no and oh. that is who I would unfuck and I would uneat the curry Yes. I would delete that whole evening. I would, but that's... I've got someone I would unfuck. Who would you unfuck? So, I mean, I haven't slept with a huge amount of people, but one of the ones that I, like, think about and sometimes regret is I met a guy on a plane 
This is quite a cool story. For me, it's very cool. Um, I met a guy on a plane, and I was coming back from my gap year, actually, and um, he, like, sent little notes down the aisle. Uh, said, <gasps> this is really yeah, cute! And he ended up moving into the seat next to me, and it, I was flying back from Thailand, it was a long flight, and we ended up kissing on the flight. We got, like, you know, it's got, oh, it's honestly actually quite fun, because it was, like, gap like... Yeah, and he was in, like, one of those custom-made suits that you get a bit of <laughs> you know, like, they come back in, like, a purple satin <laughs> suit. <laughs> Yeah, because it cost them like seven quid. This is a purple satin suit. And we kissed on the plane and we really got quite drunk because there was loads of like little minis they're bringing around. And then, um, and that was really, and I wish I'd kept that as like a memory. Mm. But we met up like a few weeks later and had oh, just no. terrible, terrible sex. We had like no connection. The whole like magic, <laughs> magic of the plane was gone. It was yeah. so dry. I was not into it. <laughs> yeah, dry. Dry is a word that is not good. There, there is no space for dryness in sex. I re- but I had a, I was just thinking, I have a similar person who I would probably unfuck because the problem is is that I created this whole imaginary I was I wanted to try and have sex with my imaginary version of him mm. and it turned out my you know we were at uni he seemed really like life and soul of the party he seemed really like aristocrat I was like wow really like this person I remember after he left in the morning I marched straight to the uh washing machine in the main building to like wash my sheets because I was like oh, wow, <laughs> oh. my like but I, do you think we have this thing as women like do you think men have this of like feeling sorry for people so we have sex with them definitely like, not where does that come from because that's not right a friend so my parents told me a story about a friend of theirs who went home with a woman at the end of a night out in their sort of early 20s and they went in it went up to her flat and obviously this was leading towards sex and then she said I want to make you some coffee she realised she didn't have any milk so he offered to go out and get some milk and then on the way down the stairs thought actually do you know what she's not that fit just didn't come back <gasps> that's, that's the sort of thing that boys do yeah. because they don't feel they don't give you pity sex but also I don't think men sit around talking about unfucking people because I think men are taught that the, the bigger your number the better and it's a conquest and it's an achievement and blah blah blah, blah. so why would you undo it because it's still you know an achievement you still plunged your sword somewhere mm. um, which is very depressing and very outdated but yeah. a little conquery yeah. and with the people you'd unfuck do you regret having done did you regret it when it was happening or yeah. were you like I was lying there thinking how long can sex take because I was 19 and I was like on balance surely it's going to be over quite soon um, and then eventually I think probably this is about a minute and a half in I was like can we stop please mm. and I was about to say in their defence they stopped but actually it's not in their defence it's what you're no. supposed to do yeah. And yeah. as they should have done they were like oh okay sure um, but then he refused to walk me back to the station because he'd had a shit night wow. and I was like oh I'm sorry that I didn't save your marriage and then they got divorced Wow. Oh. So on some level, I think that's probably my fault. You just you just walked into a very energetically messy situation. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. Yes. I do. I I have had I have had people who halfway through, I didn't I didn't want it and I didn't know how to say it. I mean, it's as I was much younger, but I remember one man watching this. It's awful, isn't it? I watched this bead of sweat like mm. dripping down his forehead and I was like that sweat is going to drip onto me and if it's somebody really food. fancy if it's somebody you're really into that can be quite sexy if it's somebody you've gone off that is just repulsive it was just like I'm watching this bead of sweat move is this is this what it's come to <laughs> did it get you yeah, did it get you did it plopped onto my chest oh. at least it wasn't in your face yeah I mean I think at that point like it was pretty much over yeah that's a bad way to go. <laughs> 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 on um, 
On topic of sex, <laughs> this sorry. is about sex. My bridge was not as good as it was meant to be. Um, Do you want to try it like again? Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'd like to bring things on to contraception. Okay. Because when we're talking about safe sex and enjoyable sex, I'd like to know about your kind of like your journey with contraception, as it were, and um, where you came to with it now. Well, I have a big one, but so I I got pregnant twice within well two years when I was 21 and 22 and both times I was the first time I was using condoms the second time I was on the pill nothing was really working for me I don't think the I knew the pill wasn't working for me the first time which is why I was using condoms Mm -hmm. because it was just just throwing me out left right and center in terms of my mood I was putting on weight then I just wasn't feeling sexy at all. I was moody. I was grumpy. Um, it was just, it was just the worst. So of course, you know, it was never a good contraceptive thing for me. And I'm on the coil now and it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Although they put in the wrong coil initially. So they put in a, a hormone coil instead of the right. coil. Um, but I just don't do hormones well. It just doesn't, and my body doesn't like it. I can I'm the same. It. It just feels off all time. Yeah. Um, and this contraceptive works really well for me. And I love it. Basically. But it t- how old were you when you first got the coil? Probably about 23. Mm-hmm. I mean, after the second one, I was just like, I have to actually do something about yeah. this. But still, I mean, it's still crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know when you started having sex, but that sounds like it's what, at least sort of four or five years of trying different things before you found the right thing for you. Yeah. And I think that they don't tend to, or at least then they didn't tend to offer the coil to women that hadn't been hadn't had children yes because your cervix is less open yeah and so it's a harder process to insert it yeah and they tell you it's very painful and it is quite painful um but it's probably not as emotionally painful as having two terminations so mm. i think I'd i think probably would have rather have had yeah i think there's a there's a real stigma about multiple abortions i think we've got to a stage where one is sort of particularly if you're very young or you know there's lots of things they'll put in place and whenever they talk about abortion they always talk about sort of teenage rape victims as if that's the acceptable face of abortion everything mm. else is just us being you know naughty women mm. but i think two when you get into having multiples i think women are much more much less willing to talk about it well i think I think, the, I think there's actually a really high rate of if you have one having a second one. Yeah, I can imagine. And it makes sense in a way, because if you didn't sort it out the first time, you're more likely to not be able to sort it out right the second time. Mm. And then there's this added layer of shame, which means you don't ever even look at it. Yeah. I mean, I remember after the first one, them talking to me about contraception, and I was like, well, I'm never going to sleep with anyone ever again. Yeah. I mean, I was just in, like, ra- like rampant mm. denial. I was, mm. like, trying to crack jokes throughout the whole process. It was... It's, yeah. it's not I was just not in a place to be conscious around it and I do think also I think whether you make and there's a lot of focus on like whether you make the right decision or not it's all around like the decision making process the thing is like that's just one part of it and like that's the thing at the time but then afterwards I think it's also there's like another different process for some people not everyone and 
that can also be quite difficult as well. Mm. I think also when you talk about right decision or wrong decision, my understanding has always been that um, whichever one you pick will inevitably end up being the right decision because your life is your life becomes your life. Right, and it is, and it can be the right decision, and you can still have regrets. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But and yeah. I think like with anything else in life, I think really that there's we put this this thing on right or wrong decision about about abortion in a way that we don't with really anything else. Mm. But I think there's that it's because we've been you know i come from a, an irish catholic family so you know we there's piles and piles of shame mm. on top of us from generations of generations of women in our families and around us who were told that you know that's a bad thing to do so of yeah. course it's difficult if we go through it to then you know find our personal reaction to it when we've had so much input from external forces. Yeah. Right. And that's why I think it's so important to talk about and be really conscious about because so that the next generation of women who come up behind us can actually have a conversation about it. That's not like right or wrong, Mm. good or bad. Mm. Like there's just a whole spectrum of things associated around it. Mm. Um, You know, it's, yeah and so many like one in four women I think yeah. have one yeah. yeah and I think also I notice now sometimes I talk to friends about it and they'll talk about their mum having had one and we're the first generation whose whose parents it was relatively common to have had one I think that's helping and again I think you know, if and when we have children our daughters whether we have or not we will all know somebody who has lots of us probably will have gone to the clinic with somebody we'll all be better mm. allies to our daughters mm. when it comes to having that conversation and having that understanding yeah, yeah. I mean, I do always think it's better to get the right contraception to yes. start off with. Yeah. yeah. But then that's so difficult. So I, I had a very similar experience to you with the pill. I hate it. It does, I cannot take it. it just, I, I get random periods. My boobs become uneven. My sex drive goes completely into the ground. I just, it doesn't work for me. And I feel guilty not wanting it because, you know, it's a, it was a massive liberation and it was a huge step forward for women. But for me, it doesn't work. Mm. Um, so my husband and I use condoms and people are horrified when I say that. People are genuinely shocked. And people are like, oh, well, does he, does he not hate that? And it's like, well, I'm sure he'd rather not use condoms, but he realises that we have sex for, say, I don't know, seven hours a month or five hours a month. Um, maybe slightly more than that. I don't know. Let's say we have sex for 10 hours a month. Let's say we have sex for 48 hours a month. Um, no, but let, okay, just for ease of numbers, let's say we're having sex for 10 hours a month. That's 10 hours when we need to be using contraception. Why would it make sense for me to be using contraception all the other hours of the mm. month, which makes me unhappy mm. and, uh, and does bad things to my it's body so rather than just that so time? True. And also, if people are like, oh, doesn't he not like it? He can deal with it. Yeah, like, there's two up. of you and in that relationship. Late. Yeah. And also, you know, we are a little bit, you know, we will do stuff like if I'm, if I'm on my period, given that we're married and we're thinking about having children at some point in the near future, if I'm on my period, I'm happy to not use a condom. And if I, by some freak chance I got pregnant with my period, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's a very nice stage to get to where you're not sort of trying, but it also wouldn't be a disaster. Yeah. yeah. And you could sort of be a little bit careless, but not desperately. Yeah. Quite enjoying that. I think the whole point of contraception is that we have choices. And I feel like if yeah. you're in a relationship, all of a sudden it's like, right, you're on the pill, that's it. And it's yeah. like, the whole point is that we have options and I'm the same I don't want to have something that really affects my mood I have a different contraception story in that I was put on the pill when I was 16 because I have polycystic ovaries so I was put on the pill not as contraception but to regulate my periods and get rid of some of the side effects of polycystic ovaries so I was then on the pill for sort of 
coming up for 10 years and I was diagnosed with clinical anxiety and I was having mood swings. I found it difficult to lose weight and things like that. And that's when I started thinking that maybe the pill wasn't necessarily a good thing Mm -hmm. because I'd been put on it so young and I'd kind of just religiously stuck to it. And so then I tried different pills which had different effects and eventually I came off the pill like I'm 31 now so probably about two or three years ago and it's just I'm still anxious but it made me realize when I came off how much um it exacerbated thing you know my anxiety that was already there and my moods and Mm -hmm. and because polycystic ovaries you have a massive imbalance with your hormones anyway like the pill like wasn't helping so Mm. I felt so much better since I've come off it and yeah me and my husband just use condoms now because I can't face getting a coil because it sounds too painful I think I think my thing is it sounds great but I want to have kids like sort of maybe in an 18 month time so it seems like a lot of anger to have it put in to then have it taken out it's actually fine it is painful but it's fine Mm, that's interesting how painful do you have a tattoo no have you ever stubbed your toe really hard yeah, it's on that level. Okay. Is but, it? And for how long? It's it's painful, right? It's painful and it feels weird. It feels like... Have you ever had um, really hard sex? Like deep sex? Like when, he goes, like, when it deep. hits the top yeah. of you, yeah. It's that sort of feeling for about 30 seconds to a minute. Oh, so not long. Yeah. I had a bit of my cervix clipped off. Did you? Well, then you'll be To fine. be tested, and that was a mm. real shock. It's sort of not painful, but your body's in yeah. shock. Yeah. Because yeah. your body's like, why is something up there? That, we don't do that. Was that smear test related? Yes, because Everyone I had... get your smear test, guys. Yeah. Everyone get your smear test. It's a bit like having a... It's a, it's a bit more uncomfortable than having a smear test. I didn't find my smear test that bad. No, I didn't love bad. it. It wasn't I mean, like a Clipping day. a bit off is one yeah, of the worst different. Things that's ever happened. <laughs> I, I, I was like, expect a small pinch, and then in your I thumb. just tr- started crying, and I was just oh. hit, like tears are streaming down my face. And my gynecologist was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah," and just completely cried. Like oh. I was, so my body I was in mine shock. Adjusted. I had a nurse come in, or I think it might have even been the receptionist, because a guy was uh, there was a male doctor doing it. And she started asking me about what drinks I liked. But instead, I was like, I'm really going to need to sing. Like, can you just sing with me? Because I cannot concentrate on, like, gin and tonics. Like, can we just sing? And she was like, sure, what do you want to sing? And I couldn't think of anything. So I just started singing, hello. And then she was like, hello. I just started singing, hello. I love that. um, I just cried. Well, on that note, guys, get your cine tests and um, thank you so much for all of your wisdom. We will be seeing you in the next segment when we talk about questions that our listeners have sent in. This is the Ask Me Anything section where people send in questions to us and we use the usable ones that are not totally ridiculous or illegal. If you send us a question saying, how do I get my girl- how do I make my girlfriend do X? We're not going to tell you how to do that. Talk to her. Um, <laughs> so we have assembled you a group of wonderful experts who are going to talk you, who are going to answer your questions. So should we just go around and answer and say who we are? I'm Sarah. I'm 26 and I'm single. I'm Samantha Baines. I'm 31 and I'm married. I am Rebecca Reed. I am 27 and I am married. I'm Felicity Morse. I'm 30 and I'm in a new relationship. I'm the oldest. 
<laughs> right. So first question actually pertains to something we talked about a little bit earlier. We have an anonymous woman in her mid-twenties who says that her boyfriend is refusing to use condoms, but she do- or says he doesn't want to use condoms, oh. but she doesn't want to go on the pill or get any other kinds of contraception. What do we think she should do? Tricky. I'm Leave a- him and find someone else. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Like, why... <laughs> Why doesn't he want to use condoms? I mean, he men apparently always say that. He said it, it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel the same. Or get better condoms that aren't skin thick. condoms. Skin condoms yeah. are bloody brilliant. Also, Lilo do a hex condom, which I'm, which is I'm told is good. Or get condoms that like have ribbing or like try different, you know, mm. textures to see what you prefer. Yeah. All condoms aren't bad. And yes, it doesn't feel the same, but it could feel better. Get over it. I just want to know why she's the one emailing in and he isn't. Because he's the boy and he wants to have unprotected sex with his lovely man penis. He shouldn't have to do any work. He would have a conversation about responsibility. Yes. <laughs> who's, right. the, who's the one who can get someone pregnant? Who's the one who... Should, no, my thing... When, so I had sex with a guy at university. My one and only ever one night stand. And he kept trying to take the condom off. So halfway through I was like, oh, wait, you want a baby? Uh, and he was like, no. And I was like, well, then why are you taking the condom off? And then he put the condom back on. <laughs> I would, Same one? New one. I kept handing them to him. It had been a while. I had a big stack. (laughs) I would, if I was going to give actual advice, I would say, could they make it fun? Like, could they play with it? As in, give him a mission. We're going to have the best sex you've ever had using condoms. That's really good. All the different things and all the different loops. Because you know when you don't want to do something and your mum's like, I'll time you when you're a child. Like, <laughs> I'll see how quickly you can put your shoes on. You're like, all right, I'll show you. Basically, it's that. But like, for grown-ups. Make it a game. Yeah. Like, make it a game and make it fun. I think that's a really good suggestion. Don't I, make it like... I think sometimes when we start talking about safety, even though it's actually quite a sexy word for women, it's not a very sexy word for men. Hmm. So somehow it's like how do you get how do you make it sexy how mm. can you make it sexy i mean i still my instinct probably is still leave him but i'm always gonna say one of my favorite things to do is to be on mum's net reading all about other people's problems and their response to everything is they write ltb which means leave the bastard so it'll be stuff like, and honestly it'll be stuff like um my husband bought new shower gel does this mean he's having an affair and the replies will be like yes leave him Oh my god! Your marriage is dead. Get get your get your get your stuff, Sandra. You should encourage him to look for male. You know, help the search for male contraceptives. Mm. Yeah, it's just this is a very good point. So and he should, if he doesn't, you know, if she, she he doesn't want her to responsibility, then he should look for it for him. Yeah, I like go and that. Be, Turn go and the tables. Test, go and be in a test study for for the male contraceptive exactly. jab. I do think it's super important not to. You know, just leave him. I know it's very easy to say yes. that, and I know it's fun. But... I think it depends. To, to be serious, I think it depends how he's being about it. I don't think I would be able to have a satisfactory long-term relationship with somebody who put active pressure on me to take medication that makes me sick, which the pill does. So, I to me, that would be somebody putting their need for slightly better sex or slightly above but, my health. Right, but it's like having him understand. That, I suppose that is what the other option is for you. I think maybe the thing is it, we don't know whether she has said I don't want to be on the pill because it makes yeah. me depressed mm. or it kills my yeah. sex drive. I mean, the key is always communication, isn't it? Yeah. I think they just need to sit down and have an honest chat and yeah. she just needs I, to be clear about what she does and doesn't want to do. It. Mm. And I think it's also about like owning it. So being when you're totally okay with something, 
other people get on board with it. Like if you're like, these are my rates for money, then some, and you don't say, oh, I'm so sorry, but yeah. like, I have to charge this much because like so and that. Then somebody else is like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like these yeah. are the boundaries and that's it. Or leave it. Like, right. And I'm yeah. totally fine with that. Yeah. yeah. But, like it's up to you now mm-hmm. so we've fixed her life and mm-hmm. um, the other person who messaged in said that her boyfriend wants to have a threesome and she's not averse to it i haven't actually got all the details here i've just written boyfriend wants threesome um but i remember she said she was not averse to it but she was nervous about the idea what do we think is that and i think she so she said they had been in a long-term relationship she didn't say how long do we think that's a total no-no or is that a maybe I think it's really good to try and find somebody else in your network that might have done it and just explore a bit what it felt like for them and if you can try and put yourself in that situation and see if you'd be okay with it. But I don't know. I think that's a really good idea. I think talking to somebody, somebody who has like maybe a shared values, somebody who yeah. is like mm. you um, and seeing how they got on with it. And well, maybe just putting down, like if, if she does decide to go ahead with it, putting down boundaries with her partner and saying like, I'm happy for this, I'm not happy for this to mm. happen. I think it's about like asking yourself the right questions. So it's like, what do I want from this? What do I like? What safety nets do I need from this? What do I need before? What do I need after? What do I need during? Mm -hmm. And being so clear. And the important thing also is to take responsibility for your own desire going into that. Mm -hmm. So as long as you want to, it's, as long as you don't come out the other end and then turn around and be like, okay, I didn't take any responsibility for myself throughout that whole process. Yeah. And now I've come out and I feel terrible. Mm. I think also it's tricky because I think what she was what she was saying originally was that she finds the idea of it arousing, but that she found finds the reality worrying. And I think that maybe there are some fantasies. I'm not saying this is necessarily one of them, but I think some fantasies perhaps belong better in the hypothetical. Um, like I know my my husband and I talk about stuff during sex that we're never actually going to do because it's really like exciting to talk about it. But I I know that the fallout would be too much, and I know that I would I would struggle with jealousy. But I think also if we were going to have a threesome, we've, which we talked about before, I think I'd want to see like a professional escort because there's like a boundary there of I know she doesn't want my husband because she is busy and can have lots of men. Um, whereas if it's somebody kind of more sort of in our network, somebody we know, that's really awkward, maybe a bit embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like that. So who you do it with is a big question but then i guess some people might feel more comfortable if they know the person yeah i'd feel more comfortable with an escort i, I would feel like too. i would be one of the more attractive people she'd seen that week because i'm not a very fat hairy <laughs> man lots of generalizations and also <laughs> <laughs> i love her i love her <laughs> but also she'd be a professional about it mm. there'd be no emotion yeah, she's not gonna be like, presumably she was fatter than i was expecting <laughs> i also think there might be somewhere that they could play along the way. So maybe not straight to full sex. Yes. They do a thing with um, sort of killing kittens and sex club like that called soft swap, where you do sort of everything but penetrate. I think you do oral and manual sex and kissing. Manual, certainly. Manual. But yeah, you do you do sort of everything but sort of penises going into people's vaginas slash anuses. Um, and that seems, seems like quite a good way to maybe soft pedal it to start with. Mm. I think it comes again down to communication, like that... 
you work out at the beginning that you're sort of together in it and that you build some kind of like way of like knowing that throughout the whole experience and mm. you kind of feel that it's something that's for both of you and if it and if through that conversation before doing it then it works out that it isn't then like maybe it's not the right thing yeah i think also for me maybe if, i think if you're going to have a threesome maybe it's better to do it earlier in your relationship when the stakes are a little bit less high um mm-hmm. and then you set a precedent early on i think if you you know you're married with three children that's a lot to risk Whereas if you've been going out for a couple of months and it's something you're sort of interested in, maybe that's a good time to start maybe with. it's exactly it. what you need when you've got <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Spice it up. Mind you, I feel like by the time you've got three kids, probably what you need is a really good sleep. But also, are you going to lose the relationship and your kids just off a threesome? Not necessarily, but mm. I guess it's maybe a risk. I don't know. I think because of my background in open relationships, I'm hyper cautious about sort of bringing other people into the bedroom. Um, maybe more so than is necessarily re- like reasonable or healthy. Mm. Oh, I don't think you can be cautious enough. I think it takes a really high degree of like emotional maturity to start. I mean, it's hard enough to hang on to yourself in a relationship, mm. like and onto what you want and your own sense of self, let alone bring in, you know, a third party. Yeah, I totally agree. I also think you have a responsibility to that third person. If, if they're not somebody you pay, I mean, you still do if you paid them, but different. But if it's somebody you know... You know, you can't so just you, you can't just fuck so the them and then gets forgotten. They're just like yes. they're the tool, and then like what about what if what if like they are part of your network? Yeah, mm. I don't know. And even if they're not, what about their needs? What if they feel rubbish about themselves afterwards? What yeah. if they feel lonely? What if they need somebody to talk to? And are you going to feel comfortable if they need people to talk to you afterwards? Therefore, they're coming over for a cup of tea. And, you know, that blurs boundaries. But you do oh you do have a responsibility to someone if you bring them into your relationship and have sex with them. I think another woman messaged us and said mm. that she is in a monogamous relationship but she's having fantasies about women and she wants to experiment with women um, but obviously she's in a happy relationship and she doesn't want to lose it so that's a bit of a tricky one mm. so I'm bi so I would obviously say it depends what her problem is whether it's you know shame about being attracted to women or wanting to have sex with women outside the relationship I mean I think it's still cheating mm. obviously yeah it's just you know how strong is this pull and is it a buy thing or is it like a i don't want to have sex with men anymore? yeah i always feel like and i know this is really bad i would be much less angry if my husband cheated on me with another man because i would feel like that was something i couldn't have fulfilled like i could never have been a man so i guess that's something i haven't got whereas if it was with a woman i'd be like but i have all those things what what's wrong with me but oh. sometimes it's just about the person though isn't yeah it? And i'm not sure it's, it's a logical thing i think it's just i think i would feel less competitive yeah like what you know when people are like oh what does she have that i don't well i would know what he had that i don't yeah. a penis yes um, <laughs> i i don't know i also i guess are the fantasies about a woman in particular mm, that she's met or that she knows or is it just about women or is she just watching like lesbian porn or something very normal yeah Uh, lots i think the i can't remember the statistic statistic off the top of my head but a very large number of women watch um watch lesbian porn who are straight yeah i'm yeah go ahead i don't know i just have this feeling that she should go and explore that feeling like what if you just never do or you can find some kind of agreement in her current relationship that allows her to do that because I just think it's so important that you don't get sort of stuck because and that you don't like you get older and older and then you 
get more and more committed mm. and you have this these thoughts that are always there that you've never you've never explored and you could sleepwalk into a sort of very long-term monogamous straight relationship without ever having given yourself a chance I yeah i think the other thing is that it's worth saying that start having these conversations now with her boyfriend if she feels able to because I know that one of the things that people do is they go online and so they sign up to like dating apps and this is the same for men and then they start you know experimenting with flirting with Mm. people of the same sex but then before you know it you're having sex chat with somebody outside your relationship Mm. and Mm. it's still it's just going to fuck you up more. Would you consider that cheating? So well, to chat if, with somebody else. I mean, if I was seeing someone and they signed up to, you know, something like Tinder and they were having sex chat with somebody else. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Would you guys? Yeah. 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 No, I think I would too. But I know people who have said that they don't consider that cheating because it's not physical. But it's quite a... I mean, I'd, it's not... I wouldn't see it as cheating in the same way as actually sleeping with someone yeah. else. It, I wouldn't love it. Yeah. I think I'd prefer it to actual penetration. But I wouldn't Yeah, if love I had it. to pick between the two, that's what I'd yeah. pick, I guess. But then I guess in some ways, if you're doing that, surely that's showing a need within yourself. So that's quite worrying. I think it's yeah. more like, why can't you say this? And if you can't say this, like, it's just an act. It's a, it's a disconnection there. Mm. There's like even more disconnection coming yeah. up. No, I totally agree. So uh, my potentially bisexual friend of the podcast, um, we think that you should try and see and find a way to experiment. I think that's the general consensus. Right. Thank you so much, guys. That was amazing. And a brief reminder to anybody who's listening, please do share, like us, subscribe, and, you know, all those things. Um, Thank you so much to our amazing guests. I'm Samantha Baines, and you can follow me on Twitter at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook too. And I have a podcast called Periods, Amazing Women in History. And it's about celebrating brilliant lost women from the past, and it's on iTunes and Acast. And if you're listening to us, you clearly like podcasts, so this is a good audience for you. Yes, please. Wow, I'm going to have to listen to that podcast. And... If you also don't only like to listen, but also to read, um, I have a... If you have both eyes and ears. Um, I have a book and it's out on the 6th of September. Waterstones and Amazon and lots of other places. And it's called Give a Fuck. It's about how to care without getting burnt out, drinking whiskey, crying with the bathroom door closed any of those things and i'm felicity morse at felicity morse on all the on all on all the platforms all of the social multi-platforms there we go guys so people can find as much of you as they would like thank you guys so much for listening if you have enjoyed it please like subscribe share rate review just do everything just do basically. everything if you could just do all of our work for us that would be great <laughs> and please join us next week when we are talking about bondage kinky sex yep and blindfold whips and chains everything it's gonna get kinky next it's week. gonna be filthy a candy store production hosted by angelica malin and rebecca reed produced by van connor sex with os by mobile steam unit appears under creative commons 3.0 visit candy store productions at candystoreproductions.co.uk hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 